Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Nolan Sam with Infinite Banking Radio, and this is another episode talking about the Commercial Real Estate Collective, the CRE Collective, where what we're doing actually is just talking with and building a group about how to underwrite and purchase industrial and flex real estate, right? We're not talking about uh, buying storage units or office space or multifamily or single-family houses. All we're doing is actually talking about warehouses and 25,000 square foot warehouses and everything in between like that. So what we're actually going over in this episode is maybe a little bit differently because all the time everyone talks about just buying the deal, focusing on finding the deal and the money will find you. Well, actually what I've discovered is the most important aspect of purchasing commercial real estate is building out your team, focusing on having the broker, having the leasing agent, the bankers, the accountants, the attorneys, having everybody on your team before going after the deal because it makes the transaction so much more smooth because you don't have to deal with all the ins and the outs and going back and forth and piecing together something after you've got a, a piece of real estate under contract or at least in your site. So this episode goes into, I kind of, believe it or not, I kind of go into a little bit of a tangent here talking about how important it is to build your team, but how that can be the most important aspect of owning and purchasing commercial real estate. So if you have interest in learning more about joining our group, our collective, uh, we'd love to have you. But also, too, we want to make sure that we vet the right people and and add quality individuals to our group. So we're going to put a link in the bio or the description of this episode and click that. You can follow me on TikTok and you can also watch this episode live, which is or at least on our YouTube link. And you can just see if this is maybe a, a group that you'd like to be a part of. So um, without further ado, listen along. We'd love to have you. And I guess we'll see you on the other side. Talk soon. Any any decent wins? Anything that's going on this week that we can discuss? I mean, as we're kind of as we're kind of uh, you know shifting, I would say not shifting, but focusing on like individual deals. I I think that's where I'm hoping everything can start to trend towards. Like, you know, every week we can go into the details of how to construct deals, how to negotiate deals. But uh, I hope that it gets to a point where we all are comprehending exactly how to um, kind of rinse and repeat, create the system. And then um, each individual deal that pops up for, you know, people in our group, that way we can have everybody's eyes on it and, you know, um, present like the best opportunity, you know, to help that person close that deal, I guess. So um, does anybody have anything that's kind of, on their mind, a deal that they're working on, a, um, I don't know, a problem that they're facing, a, a something that's just going on that, that I can help with anybody else I can help with. Like, uh, I, you know, again, I feel like we're kind of, it's almost like, um, in school where we're at the, uh, you know, the midway point, the semester, really, I think I'm, I'm kind of looking for some feedback from y'all as to how I can better serve you guys, like how I can be better to, I don't know, just be a better, uh, quote unquote mentor or, you know, uh, or, or leader of our group. Um, I want to give as much information as I possibly can, but how can I be, if anybody has off the cuff, anything I can do that, that can be better. I I'd love to, I'd love to hear it. If that's, uh, without putting anybody on the spot. <laughs>
Man, yeah. I guess I guess I guess you're perfect. <laughs> uh, man, I really have nothing for you. I've been I've been so slammed trying to finish this remodel up. I haven't even been able to really dive into anything. I actually missed the call last week. Um, I wish I had something for you. Um, you're doing great in my opinion, though. I, th I think it's uh, really beneficial. Here, let me turn my camera on. Um, beneficial to look at actual live deals that you're considering and you know like i know we did that uh the whatever forty five hundred dollars square foot um transmission place uh but yeah just any other deals that you're even considering like, okay am i going to go look at this property uh and just kind of talk us through okay this is a potential property that was presented to me here's the scenario and obviously you're not going to go look at every property so, you know, just how are you quickly weeding out uh, potential deals? Um, I don't know. I, in my opinion, it's always helpful to look at real numbers okay. um, as opposed to hypotheticals. Got it. Understood. Run this down. And, and honestly, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm more like I'm not asking for people to give praise or anything. I'm just I'm really just questioning, like, how can I? If somebody's stuck on something and someone says, hey, this doesn't make sense or I'm really having like a hang up here. You know, like I told you all from the beginning, like I'm I'm really just trying to present as much information and like education as I possibly can. So if you've got something on your mind, like kind of like what Andrew just said, like if you got something on your mind, just freaking spill the beans because it's going to help me be better. It's going to help me give better information. So um let me just look at what's going on here in our little thing. Also, okay, I'm just I'm looking at these texts here. Also, I know that you're doing a panel at the meetup. Other members at the okay, um, okay. So, it, well, Mel, you're on here right now. So, Mel, if you don't mind, if you're if you're okay with speaking up real quick, just talking about our little live event that's coming up here in. Um, I don't know, I guess six, six weeks. It's going to be, it's going to be in Birmingham. Um, oh, she needs five minutes. Okay. Um, well, the, the, the thought on like the, uh, well, Grant, you got your hand raised. What's on your mind, Grant? You know, you're, you talk about feedback and I think um, the feedback is, is probably just around some of the things that can help us with our learning, because I think as we're trying to fill in some of the, the gaps in this, one of the things that may help me better relate to some of the, the um, maybe some of the nuances that you've come to understand, it may help to understand a little bit of how you are structuring your first deals and where you were kind of self-assess what went wrong, what went right and how you kind of came to make some of those deals. And then as you kind of look at, how you would make them today, kind of point out some almost feedback to yourself, give some analysis of my early deals and just kind of say, yeah, here's what I did. Here's how I was thinking about it. And I know this is how maybe some of us are going to be faced with some of these scenarios as we walk in. Here's some coaching that I would have liked to have had if I had something like this kind of forum to help me get to where I am now. That way, I think it can help us relate to some of the early deals that we might be maybe limping into potentially that you can maybe help even provide some coaching around. If that makes sense. Understood. How, uh, 
off off the um, – how is your arm feeling, Grant? Just curious. Um, just oddly not progressing as fast as I would like, but um, there's progress. That's That's the bottom line. Okay. Anybody else have thoughts, like just ways that where you've got like a, a hang up, you've got like, okay, I'm following this guy. It makes sense. I see the pro forma. I'm into it. How can I, you know, learn faster, quicker? How can I start, you know, meeting more people? Like, how can I, I guess I'm just trying to figure out how I can like, I, I guess what really, really guys, I'm just trying to figure how I can serve you best. Like if you can give me the information, the questions that y'all have, I will, I will construct all this stuff and we'll just in the next call, we'll, we'll, we'll draw it up all up together. So I just really want to serve you guys as best as I can. You know, that's really where I'm at. So does anybody else have anything else that's kind of on their mind or thoughts? Unrelated to the information you're sharing. One thing that would be helpful for me is, you know, a, a set time every week for the call and, and also, I, I wasn't actually totally sure for how long are you planning to do these calls? Um, yeah. Yeah. How long is class planning on going? Well, that, that's a good question. I mean, my, my thought was, again, this is and I appreciate everyone kind of just working with me as I'm trying to figure and work out the kink. So I, I appreciate y'all just working with me. Um my thought was just bang out 10 or 12 of these calls like this to have where we can have like a more of an evergreen. Hey, hey I remember Nolan was talking about this. Let me go back and, and, and watch that one video that one time he was talking about that. So where we can have like just some good inventory of information. And then I think maybe moving forward, maybe after maybe after like next week or whatever, we start dwindling down a little more to like a, 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 a biweekly or like an every three week or even like a monthly call, like just to where I'm not having to, um, because again, I want to, I want to come together as a group as often as we want to, but I also want it to be where I can give as much information as I can to where then it's like, okay, when you have an opportunity or a deal, you hit me up individually versus you having to wait for, you know, the live call. So, um, and I could be wrong about that. I'm, again, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out just like everybody else is. I don't have a uh, roadmap on what to do, but that's how I felt has been the best way I've learned about stuff in the past is like, okay, I'm a part of three masterminds myself. It's about, you know, life insurance, one's real estate. And then, a marketing thing, but I guess I'm, uh, I, I like to have the uh, ability to like hit up my, the, the, the little mentor guy individually. And it's not for like a lot, but it's like, Hey, here's something that's on my mind. Does this make sense or not? And, um, and that's, what's made more sense to me versus having to get on a call with him every single week. What, what, what is y'all's opinion of that? Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm really just, just curious. Like, again, I just want to serve you guys the best that I can. And, and, there's not one right or wrong answer. I just want to figure out like, you know, you don't want to have to get on these calls every single week. Maybe you do. Or if it's like, Hey, I, you know, an individual, I'd like to be on a call with you for 20 minutes or whatever. I just want to figure out what it looks like for y'all to, to where you can best learn and utilize like all of our information and strategies. So I'll put that in y'all's court. I'd like to meet some other members of the group a little bit more and hear 
kind of what people are doing or just, hey, anybody want to partner on anything? Like, what are you having struggles on? Or, you know, maybe one person adds value to another person or whatever that might look like. And, and, and Mel, I don't disagree with that. I think that's kind of where I hope this will go, where as as our little community kind of expands over time, I think the 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 intrinsic value is going to be where we're all able to, hey, I got a banker. Hey, I've got a, an insurance guy. Hey, I've got a, a, a contractor. You know, we can all kind of share contacts and bring that kind of value, what they say. Um, I also think value is a very unquantifiable word. Um, I get calls with every, with people every day, same as everybody here. Oh, Hey, I want, I just want to bring value to Nolan. I just want to bring value. Like that's, that's a very unquantifiable word in my opinion. And so what I'm trying to figure out how I can do to y'all is figure out, okay, value meaning, Oh, I want, I want to bring value to y'all. Okay what the hell does that even mean? I mean, how can I quantify that? Does that mean let's look at five deals a month? Let's look at five real estate transactions that we're doing or that are in the pipeline every single month. Does that mean let's actually record, you know, an entire conversation with the lender? Does that mean like, um, what does it look like the back and forth with, uh, property and casualty insurance guy? What does that email exchange look like? Like, I just want to find a way how, the value word is thrown around, as we all know. Like, what the hell does that even mean? In my opinion, I just don't want to waste people's time because I hate when people waste my time. So I guess I'm just trying to distill down how can I give you guys what you want and what you need in order to take some action to buy your first building, to buy to buy buildings. Because value is very, again, it's very unquantifiable. It's a very loud and round number and word. So what information can I give you guys or what um, steps or stepping stones or um, ideas or thoughts or homework that I can give, or at least you guys give me or whatever that therefore where you say, Hey, I know that in the next seven days, I will have X, Y, and Z, you know, lined up versus, yeah, that was a sick ass call. I really enjoyed Nolan going over that pro forma. That was cool. You know, that was awesome that he went back and forth. I got that, you know, but I don't really have a direction on it. So I think what I'm just trying to figure out for for everyone, because I would be asking the same question is like, this is cool. I'm all about it. I just want to figure out how I can start like really, you know, digging some teeth into something and moving on something. Is that is that fair to say? I just I'm trying to put myself in y'all shoes if that's if that's fair to say. I mean, I think it would be awesome if if one of us can, I mean, I, I don't mean to be a dead horse. Like I had another meeting today. I'm meeting with people in commercial world. And the struggle that I am up against here is just every single person saying it is hard to move anything right now because there is such a big disconnect between buyers and sellers. I mean, I'm yeah. hearing that over and over and over. Um, and I'm hearing that there are some people who want leases, but then they have a certain area of the Metroplex that they want to lease in. 
And then that might be at a premium lease that they can't. I'm also hearing here that if you want something, you just need to build it because it's much you know, more affordable and practical than trying to buy an existing building. But then the other side of that is land is extremely expensive here. So when you do want to build, you've got to either find somebody who maybe can partner with you that they have the land and then who who's who's bringing more, you know. So those are all the things that I'm running into here. I mean, I have an, I have an offer right now for a building. Um, it's a bank owned property. Um, but it needs a lot of capital put in after the purchase and it's a, it's not on market because it's a bank owned property, but market is 1.8 and she knows that they'll go under that, but then it needs a half a million dollars in work as well. So those are the kind of things, I, if those are all the kind of things you're asking, like those are my yeah. challenges that I'm yeah. running right now. And then bringing enough capital for all of the the closings and the down payments. And then if you need additional capital to um, bring the property up to, you know, a rentable place. So, so are people are, having trouble? Are you guys, are, are y'all having trouble like finding either is, is it deal sourcing? Is it, um, is it, you know, meeting with individuals? Cause I think, I think, what I discovered was, and I think I I was trying to get this out of the gate was the the relationships with your team. That's got to be the number one move. Building out their relationships and assembling the team, where you've got your broker, you've got your leasing agent, you've got your banker, you've got your contractor, you've got your CPA, you've got your property and casualty guy, you've got all of these guys to where when you first go in and are looking at a building and again, negotiating the financing and, and going back and forth on the terms. Like that's one thing that's, that's maybe like three Oh three number one, you got to find the deal first. And so I think what I've discovered and what I'm trying to at least convey is I, I, I never, um, I never look for deals myself. I never look for properties. My, I, I'm never on Zillow. I'm never on LoopNet. I'm not on um, Crexy or any of these, any of these like, you know, real estate sites because I focus on building out the team to where they know exactly, you know, we've talked about this, but having the, you know, having the scope dialed in exactly how you want it. And then when you happen to, when, when one of your brokers that you've built the team that you've had the relationship with, you've, you know, gone back and forth with coffee, beers, lunch, whatever, and you present it, hey, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Once that deal comes across their, you know, their line of sight, they're going to say, damn, this is exactly, this is a perfect building for Grant. It's a perfect building for Andrew or Cody or Mel, whoever. I need to hit them up because you're the first person that comes to mind because you've told them exactly what you're looking for. And then therefore, you're not out there spinning your wheels, you know, spending all this time trying to look for property, competing against a ton of probably bigger players than all of us, hedge funds, REITs, you know, all the individuals in between. But 
You now have an individual like a broker that's looking specifically for a deal that you want because you told them the 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 you know the buy box that you're looking for. Then when it comes across their scope, bam, they say this is a perfect building for this guy. Bam. They hit they send it to you. You look at it, you're this is exactly what you're looking for. Therefore, you didn't spend a bunch of time looking at a property or or again trying to harvest leads because that's not what we're experts in. We're, we're experts in kind of orchestrating. Once that lead comes in, well, then bam, you've had that conversation with the banker because you went and had lunch or beers or breakfast or coffee or whatever with him. You've sent them the, you know, your three, your last years of, of uh, tax returns, your personal financial statement. You told the banker exactly what you're looking for. And he's going to say, man, this is great because this is exactly our type of appetite. We're looking for this type of risk. Perfect. Then your broker brings that lead in. And then you say, this is awesome. Mr. Banker, you know, Community First Bank, believe this or not, we I know we just got together three weeks ago, but this is a deal that I've been looking at. And it's exactly in the buy box of what I told you I was looking for. So not only does that just present some type of competency, because now they're looking at you and thinking, well, shit, that Nolan guy, not only did we have a conversation, he said, this is what he's looking for. He just brought a deal identically to what he told us he was going to bring. And then at that point, your broker is thrilled because he's like, okay, he's going to close this deal. He's going to get paid. So he's even happier. Your leasing agent or whoever, if, if the building is vacant, you know what exactly type of tenant that is looking for that particular space. So he's already got a little, you know, a little pool of potential tenants. So you can create this whole little, you know, cycle of just like rinse and repeating. So I can't hammer home how important it is to like focus on building the team and getting out there and having those relationships. Because once you do that, you'll never have to look for deals because the internet, the bigger pockets, the Robert Kiyosaki's, all they talk about is you got to go out there and you got to pound the phones. You got to fucking talk to people about, you know, knocking down deals. You don't knock down deals, pay other people, delegate that to other people. Because if you're doing that, you're competing with a huge, like a C, it's a monopoly. You're, 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 you're competing with the wrong people. The competition truly is within. If you're dealing with people that, again, your broker knows exactly what you're looking for. Your leasing agent knows exactly the type of tenant that you want to lease to. Your banker knows exactly the type of building that you're trying to lease up. And you've got these people in your space, especially even your contractor, he knows exactly what type of build out that he's going to do. He's going to give you a better deal because he's done it a couple of times. Like if you can have all these people, it, it's very uh, predictable as to what's going to happen next. Everyone's going to be in a much better position. Your banker's going to be that much more confident in what you're talking about. He's going to be able to go to his loan committee and go to bat for you because You've done and you, you you're you're repeating you're you're saying something and it's actually happening. Your broker's closing deals, so he's getting paid. So he's like, all right, well, I just sold this Nolan guy a million dollar building. I got paid 30 grand. What if I did that again? That sounds that's cool. Most of these guys aren't in the equity game. Some guys are, they're into you know running, you know, rolling some equity back into the deal versus commission, but if we focus on, and again, I'm not directing this at anybody here. I'm just saying that it can get so convoluted because the internet talks about how to do deals. You got to do deals. You got to make $18 million in one year just by doing a wholesale deal. Like it's, it's not true. 
If you focus on doing and building out your team and having everybody in their lane know exactly what their job is, it's the Jim Collins idea where you get the wrong people off the bus. He wrote the book, Good to Great. You get the wrong people off the bus. You get the right people on the bus. You get them in the right seats. And then you start driving the bus. You will be so much more successful versus just trying to throw guys all, get people on as you're trying to go down the road. So again, it's not right or wrong. I'm just trying to like, what, what is to, to, to answer one of the questions, like, you know, as Grant was asking the first few deals versus what you would do then versus what is now, if I could go back, I would go and do exactly. I mean, of course I started doing residential first, but if I could have built out my team for, if I would have focused more on my team versus scrolling on Zillow at night and trying to like find a deal, because then I got to go to a real estate agent versus, you know, it, the, I, I was into, I found myself wasting time versus me focusing on building relationships with the right people, telling them exactly what I'm looking for. They go out and do their work. They get paid for it, which allows me even better to negotiate better terms on the deal. So that's kind of where I would, that, that's kind of where I would start y'all. Like, I don't really know how I got on that little tangent. I didn't mean to like come at anybody. I just, I just think that like, Building the team is so undervalued. Most people just so focus, they, they skip the team, they focus right on the deal. But if you get an opportunity, you get a building in your con, you know, in, in your sites or even a residential property, and you say, Oh, I got a deal, just someone laid it in your lap. If it's not your aunt or your father or your mother, you have to go back and find your team to do all the work anyway. But if you found the team out of the gate to do it the right way the first time, it's going to be more efficient. It's going to be, I mean, in my opinion, it's going to be a lot easier because you're not going to have to go back and forth. But most importantly, it's repeatable. Once you do it once or twice, everybody knows what you're doing and what you're looking for. Like when when, when I tell you guys like, oh, I, I, I looked at three you know buildings this week. It's not to say, oh, look at me. It's more to be like, the only reason I'm looking at these buildings is because these guys know exactly what I'm looking for. I'm not the one like scoping the internet looking for real estate. These guys are literally knowing exactly what I'm looking for. It's in this tiny little box. And if it's in that box and they can pull the trigger on it, they're like, damn, that no one will, no one will buy this. No one will buy this. There's, you know, like I told you guys the other day, there's three, you know, the, 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 the three attributes of a great real estate deal motivation, a timeline, if there's something wrong with the property. Something wrong with the property, meaning there's an issue with the roof or there's not an HVAC or it's a wrong side of town or whatever. But if you can line up those three things into one deal where the owner is wanting to get out or the owner is divorced or someone died, and then there's a timeline saying, hey, we have a divorce settlement coming in the next 45 days. Or, hey, uh, you know the, the, the estate is... is coming in the next 40 days or whatever. You get these three lined up together, you've got a you've got a hurricane of an amazing deal. And so I don't know, I just I just um I just want you guys to focus on building out the team because when you build out the team, the deals will flow into you guys more like quicker and easier and you'll look you you'll you'll find like you won't have to go and, and dance around and look for stuff that you wouldn't have otherwise looked for. They'll just be like, hey, let me let me just, you know, I'm sure everyone's been at least on the residential side. Hey, let me uh, set you up for this. Um, if something comes on the market, 
Um, you know, it's a $230,000 house, a three, two and 1200 square feet, right? We've all been a part of that where some real estate agent puts you on that like automatic, you know, email list, right? We've all been a part of that. Now, that's not to say that it's for everybody, but what I'm saying is that you can not, you know, you don't have to be on the residential side, but if you tell your real estate agents and your brokers exactly what you're looking for, you do not have to waste your time with any of the any other bullshit. Like just focus and they will only send you, maybe you're only looking at one or two deals a week, but what's wrong with that? You're looking at $2 million a week if you think about it. It's a million dollar building. You're looking at $2 million of real estate a week, you know? So that's kind of my, 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 um, I don't know, 30,000 foot view tonight is just like, I don't, I don't want to tell anybody what to do because I'm not in the business of, of talking down. I just, for me to answer kind of Grant's question, asking about, you know, you said the first few deals versus how I would do deals today. If I could go back to the very first deal, I would have otherwise, and I, and I kind of did this, you know, I was asking my dad's friends to go to coffee and lunch and stuff like that, but I really wasn't building a team out. I would really just hammer down at how important the broker, the leasing agent, the banker, those three guys are your main players. And man, if you can have a broker that sends you the deal, you got a leasing agent that says, hey, I got a perfect tenant for this already dialed in. You can go negotiate that with the, with the tenant or with with the with the owner and then your banker's like yeah have your guy bring a second position mortgage it's no problem at all you've just that's a ma- a match made in heaven right there and you can rinse and repeat that because if you buy again without getting in the weeds a million dollar deal you buy the property for half a million dollars because it's vacant you have the seller that's when after you negotiate you know after you, you know knock the deal down you've got it under under contract, you go and say, hey, sell, you want to leave 200 grand in this deal? You want to leave 100 grand in this deal? Like, again, going over what we talked about before, where how you become a seller consultant versus just a buyer, your seller is going to go talk to his CPA. CPA is going to say, why don't you leave more money in the deal? Which is the whole point. Your banker is going to be like, how did you do that? You're a magician. And then you're in the deal for no money. Your leasing agent already knows exactly what type of tenant is going to be perfect for that space. You go and lease the space up. Now the building before was worth 500 because you just leased it. It's now worth a million. So then what you do is a year later, you season the cash flow. You refinance the debt. You take a $500,000 mortgage. You had a $300,000 mortgage and the $200,000 second position mortgage behind your seller. You take a $500,000 mortgage, you pay off your first mortgage, you pay off your seller, and now you're still in the deal for no money. The building's worth a million dollars, but you got a 50% loan-to-value mortgage at that point. That's the freaking game right there. If you set up the team, and then, of course, you did one of them, and then all of your team's going to look at you as like this, again, you're going to be Jafar from freaking Aladdin. You're going to be a magician. They're going to be like, I cannot believe this guy just negotiated. I, I can't even believe it. And so, again, I don't want to get all into it, but I'm just like, those are the steps that it takes instead of just like scouring the internet on LoopNet at night and going back and forth and figuring out what's going on. I'm not preaching to anybody. I'm just saying like, that's that's what I would do as I would focus on trying to have two or three meetings 
you know, call up some brokers, call up somebody you're driving, you see four lease, you see for sale, call that person, buy them a coffee, buy them a beer and say, Hey, do you have any bankers that are, you know, who are, who's lending money on this deal? Who owns, who, who has the debt on this, you know, $4 million building that you're trying to lease this one space out of? Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's first, it's, it's uh first Nebraska bank. Oh, you should call him. The guy, John Smith is a great guy. Well, how about this? Would you mind like, you know, give me his contact. I'll give him a call. And it's, and then you have this like leading. Then you can say, Oh yeah, by the way, this, uh, this Cameron Cameron guy, he just gave me your phone. Oh, I love Cameron. He's a great guy. He's awesome. Well, he just, I mean, I'm, I'm an investor in town and I love commercial real estate. I love the fact that you guys were lending money on this deal. Can you give me some more details on that building that you just lent him? Oh man, I love the seller. He's a, or the, the, the owner, he's a great guy. He does this and that. He's been a, he's been a, um, uh, a client of ours for a long time. Well, tell me more about you know what it would look like for a new client coming on because I know you, I know banks right now they're looking for they're looking for deposits. You know, well, you know this is what we're looking for. And then you just have then you go. Well, let's go get a lunch. Let's go have a conversation. Figure out what your appetite is and let you see if it's a good fit. He's gonna the banks are gonna gonna buy you lunch. They're gonna buy you lunch, and then you send them your information. And then next time you just that just that's just one little army man in your back pocket. Now, if you can have like eight or nine of those in your back pocket, and then you got this deal, you slam it out to everybody, and you're going to have four to five term sheets in the back of your pocket, and then you can start negotiating back and forth. Like it doesn't happen overnight, but it gets it gets easier out of the gate. It, get, it gets easier as time goes on because you're not even selling these banks anything. You're just being like, look, if you want to do the deal with me, awesome. And if you don't, whatever, don't care. Because I've got nine other guys that are banging down my door to do deals, to do business with me. So that's okay. I'm off my high horse. I will take up an offering for that sermon right there. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I just, I just, um, I'm just passionate about building out the team because what it truly does, it allows you to delegate in, like things out to other people. Because if you try and do, uh, maybe, uh, you know, you guys are all business owners. You're all trying to do these things. Man, if you're trying to do a bunch of stuff at once, you, you know, you get home at night at 9.15, you and your wife or whoever, you're trying to watch a show and you're on the computer trying to bang out stuff. And you're just like, I've done it. I've, I've, I've literally been there. I'm like, and it was like three months ago. Like, what the hell am I doing right now? I'm like, I was banging out like a life insurance application. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And I was like, I'm wasting my time on things where I could be, I could be spending my time being more valuable to other people in other ways. So, all right, to, to say all that, let's focus on building out our team. How can I help y'all? And again, this would be maybe a little more dialogue, I guess, but I, I, I want to help you guys build out the team. That's, that's truly the number one most important foundation of the commercial real estate. You cannot, you know, you you just can't scale your business without having the right people in place. You just can't. The brokers, they know they're going to get paid their commission, guys. If they send you a good deal and you're gonna and you're gonna close, they know they're gonna get paid. They're gonna send you more. The bankers, if they know that, hey, you know, again, Andrew, Grant, Cody, Mel, all y'all are just doing good ass deals, solid deals, and then you present something to them they are more likely than not to send you a term sheet like before end of business that day just to make sure that they know that they're in the running for that for that real estate deal because they know that you're only about buying good real estate assets.
And then you got a leasing agent that's only knows exactly what type of tenants are in your building. Hey, Grant, Nolan, Mel, Connor, all these guys are only buying, you know, blue collar industrial real estate businesses. So these guys are going to want this type of space. So what happens is when you build out this little ball of like exactly what you're doing, everybody starts to attract to it and you're not having to work as hard because you're not, there's not a lot of like deviation off of what you're doing. It's exactly the same every single time. And then everybody be like, this is what I would much rather work with Nolan other than this other guy over here, because he'll call me and ask me a bunch of questions about something that doesn't make any sense. And then he won't close. I guess I'll only send Nolan deals. So that's really where it gets in the future where then you're like, Oh, I'm looking at three deals a week only because I've set up that relationship with these guys. Knowing if you give me what I'm looking for, I will either negotiate the financing from the seller or I will raise the money and we will do this deal and you will get paid. And that point, I, then, then it's a slam dunk. Then these sellers and these buyers and everyone and their brothers are like, I'm only doing business with Nolan because he's the only guy that I can trust that will close deals. If that makes sense from like 30,000 feet. All right. I'm off my high horse. That was a lot to unpack. Sorry. That'll probably be, you know, if it was, if this was a television show, I'd be on TMZ. But does anybody have thoughts or questions about that? Like on where I'm kind of, you know, coming from or what my, you know, where, where at least from like what Grant asked, like, you know, what I would do differently. That's just my experience and my opinion. What, what are y'all's thoughts on that? I was not, I was not talking at you guys. I was, (laughs) I was curious. I, I, I did not mean to like direct that at anyone individually. I just, that's, 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 how I would view it at least. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, Grant. No, I was, was going to say, I appreciate you sort of doubling down on the, on the team aspect and sort of foundationally making sure that that's an absolute priority. Cause I think going back to the early days when I was doing something, there's so many things I would have done differently after you learn all of the efficiencies, right? And ultimately too, I think it also buys your, your time back and, when you start trading time for money, that's that's a slippery slope. I think that's a lot of why we get into this because ultimately passive income and bonus segregated depreciation is a much better way to, to earn it while you're maintaining your time back. So you can quickly deplete that. And I think that your, your team is a critical piece of that, making sure that you have your time um, to enjoy other things. But I think one of the things, too, and I'm thinking Mel may have said something about this a couple calls ago. Mel, remember, once I say this, see if I remember if I got it straight, but you'd ask something about feedback prior. And I don't know if it's so much feedback, but like you were mentioning, everybody is probably at a different place and struggling with a different component of this. Or, you know, Mel is just saying it's tough to find anything that's even reasonable. here I've got plenty, but I think my biggest thing is to try to find uh, business owners. Like leasing agents are really tough, tough to come by, and they're really they're cheap. They're horrible here. Yeah. So I wonder if we could send out like a survey monkey. Mel, didn't you say something about that? Is maybe sending having Nolan send out a survey to the group, and maybe what Hi. are your top one or two key things that you're struggling with right now? Love compiling that. those and see if there's any common threads 
And then if like four or five things come up from several of us and say, Hey, you know what, this is so common. Let's address this. And then we can kind of take it from there. But I think it may help to see if there are some key things that maybe a number of us are struggling with, but ultimately we're all going to be in different places, I think too, which could be a little bit of a struggle in a way. Right. No, that was something Nolan and I had chatted about, and I think that he's kind of asking this now. I think he's kind of, instead of putting it on a document, that he's probably like asking us now verbally, kind of what is our feedback? What can he do better? What are we struggling with? So I think a couple of calls ago, we did talk about that, Nolan. Yeah. But I think that's what you're doing now. But. I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, because the, the feedback, I think, as well, of like, we're all in this because I think we see a real value in this and how we go about it. We're all we all bring different set of experiences. So it's going to be different for each of us. But the value is essentially helping us be able to pull through on some of these deals. Right. But each of us are probably going to be in a different place relative to that. So I think success is different. Maybe one person wants to do one. Maybe several of us want to do five a year. So I think ultimately it's, it's trying to see where everybody is at and maybe see where the common barriers are for, you know, a number of us trying to make that next sort of action occur. Write that down. And I don't think you're going to be able to appease everybody. It's going to be impossible. As soon as you have five or six people, it's going to be really tough to try to make this so pertinent and relevant for every individual where they're at. I think we can always benefit from everybody. But I think one of the other things that I really benefit from is just hearing everybody's perspective. Every time Andrew punches in on something or asks a question about something, your real estate background is something that I learned from. I, you know, I don't really think a lot about IRR, right? But it's something that I looked up while you were going through that. And I'm like, you know, this is a sneaky good measure a quantity measure that might be something that i've overlooked and so i think there's a lot of value that each of us can have maybe some of us are in a hotbed of commercial real estate opportunities i've got a lot of areas in this uh, jacksonville town that have a ton of industrial real estate but it's hard to go through like my broker now is sending me so many i'm like well i, I don't i can't process all of that and then trying to figure out which one of 15 or 20 might be where i start it's 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 tough so i think being able to pull in some of you to help maybe weed through some of these i think will be helpful too no i i mean i, I love it i think it's great i mean again it's it's nothing's ever going to happen overnight right you know like you said you're you're i think most importantly like you said you're you're putting your feelers out there they're sending you deals and things like that but it's more difficult to Try and even even Connor, he sent me a a really good little uh, seller finance calculator that I've got pulled up. Um, that again, it's not going to pertain to every single deal, but man, at the end of the day, like you said, there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of people that have different experiences on like where they are, what their expectations are, and everyone's not going to get you know everyone's. I guess expectations not going to be, I want a million dollars of passive income by the end of 2023. Like that's, um, I think that's a little ridiculous, but I think if everyone could say, Hey, I would really love to have two good brokers. I'd love to have two good bankers and one really good leasing agent in my 
in my back pocket before the end of the year, I feel like that's a very quantifiable um, goal, you know? Now, again, I'm not going to put that on anybody because that's neither here nor there. But if everybody could have or, you know, the, the, our team here can have like a, a say, hey, you know what? Going into the new year in 2024, I'm going to I'm going to have this idea. I'm going to buy four million dollars of commercial real estate. And the only way I'm going to do it is based upon through the team that I've built. And so before the end of 2023, I'm going to have this many brokers that send me this many deals. Of those this many deals, I'm going to look at and underwrite, you know, 20% of them, right? It's like any other, you know, KPI, as they say, you know, the, what is it? Key performance indicators. And so again, I don't, I don't really do that personally. I don't want to, you know, there's some people that do that, but I look at it and think if I can build the team, I want to distill that down. Like building out the team is at least to me has been more uh, impactful. It's allowed me to buy way more millions of dollars of real estate versus, you know, again, I I would ask you guys, like when you're first starting in real estate, you know, you, you got on the bigger pockets forums, you listen to the podcast, probably the first thing you did. And I would, I would ask you guys, maybe if, if there's, if you guys would disagree, I, I went and started like just scouring Zillow. I started scouring the, the, you know, rei.com and like all of those all of those websites to look for property and i don't think there's anything wrong with that but you know just so that you can get like a better view of like you know the values of real estate or whatever but i also think that it's a massive waste of time because you're spending time doing something that somebody else has already spent a bunch of time on and knows the business better than you do and so that's where I think I got like I had this like kind of light bulb, you you know, uh, epiphany where I was like, man, what's wrong with paying somebody else for what they're good at? Someone's way better at fabricating steel than I am. Why, why would I? Why don't I, I? You know, one of my tenants is a steel fabrication business. He has like 40,000 feet. I could try and start a business and fabricate steel and i could go and hire him as a consultant and do the whole thing back and forth and i could probably do it cheaper than what he's doing if i took the time and the effort and i learned i did the whole thing or like anything else why don't i just focus on paying the pros for being pros like he fabricates steel for a freaking living why would i not just let him be what he's great at and at that point, I can just, you know, buy the steel that, you know, for for a premium and go put the steel in whatever the business was. You know, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm just uh, I, I had a little epiphany talking about just how to pay other people for what they're good at. Right. Like, you know, you can go and build a house. Why don't I just go and build a developer or, or pay a developer? You know, you can learn how to do all that stuff. It takes a lot of time. Um, so I guess to come full circle, I just would encourage everyone to focus on the team because when you have everybody on your team doing what they're really good at, it allows you to have way more time to focus on orchestrating. You, you become like the puppeteer. Like, I think I told you guys, like when I, when I go and buy a property, I send one email out. It's got like, you know, 
it's well the the, the first the, the the two addresses to me personally just so i can see it again but everyone that cc'd is like the banker the contractor the insurance guy uh the cpa everybody is involved on it the attorney everyone ha- has and then they all know exactly what to do versus me having to like you know chase people around so i don't know that <sighs> I don't know if that's the right answer. I'm just trying to figure out like how I can help you guys get some wins. And I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think the win is by looking for property. I just don't think that's the win because I, I didn't get wins by looking at property. I got wins by talking to real estate agents or people that were selling or buying real estate. And then you discover, you know, then you can, you know, get into the creative side. You know, once you get the deal dialed in, then you can start talking about how you, you know, want to get creative on, you know, the financing side, but you can't get a really good deal if you're trying to do it all yourself. Like all the other people are in the game every single day. Let's focus on what, like, let them be experts and let them earn a commission on it. And then you go after you tie the deal down, then you go and negotiate. And that's when you become, think about it, That's when you're like the seller consultant. That's when you become the person's like, oh, the seller's like, oh yeah, well, you are Jafar. You are from Jafar from Aladdin. You you really are. You can predict the future. Okay. I would like to leave more money in this deal. So that, that would be my advice. I, you know, um, again, I know that I kind of hit everybody with just like some questions off the gate, but I think that for me, I, I started out where exactly everybody where y'all are, where you're just like, okay, I know I got some residential or I don't have resident residential. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get in the game. I'm trying to figure out I've got 50 houses. I have two houses. I'm trying to scale. And I was focusing on trying to save money. I was trying to focus on squeezing um, the, like lowering the expenses. And this is probably the best advice. You can only lower expenses down to zero, but you can always increase income into oblivion. So I was focusing when I was first starting, focusing on squeezing expenses. How can I um, reduce my power bill from 98 bucks a month down to 42 bucks a month? Or how can I, you know, take my property manager from 10% to 7%, right? Like squeezing, squeezing margin out of a, of a finite number of rent. Oh, I've only got so much expenses and they go down to zero, Versus, let me go find another property I can buy to increase my income, because increasing income is where it's infinite. the The expenses can only go down to zero. So I shifted my focus from trying to reduce expenses to focusing on increasing income. Because once you shifted that, we I'm sure everybody watches the news. Everyone's like, "Oh, how to how to save money at, at the movie theater?" Oh, it's it's save a dollar at the movie theater month or hey join our uh you know join the Wendy's or Chick-fil-A thing and save a buck every other time you come through like saving a buck sa- saving money is is it's so small minded let's focus on increasing income let's focus on building out the team where we can have more deal flow that's going to bring us you know more more buildings that we can have more cash flow so Again, I don't want to be like this preacher up on the mountain here. I'm just, I just got, I get like, when people call me and ask me, how do you do what you're doing? It's, it's, I'm not an expert. I'm, I'm not like this. I'm not turning over these rocks in the muddy rain. I'm, I've just got the people that know what I'm looking for. 
So if you guys put people in your lives and in your business exactly what you're looking for, these people will send you exactly what you're looking for. And that for you don't have to pay, you have to spend your time looking for it. Tell them once in an email, I am looking for this building. And I told you guys this question we should be asking brokers. Okay. Like I tell, I tell, I tell my brokers this again, every, every, everyone's, you know, location is different. You know, California is different than maybe middle of Iowa or Alabama, but I tell people my, my specific guidelines, I want to, I want a, a property that's five to 30,000 square feet. My tenant is grossing anywhere from two to $25 million in, in gross income, not, not, not netting, but gross income. And the tenant has to be some type of blue collar, um, industrial style tenant. They, they're, they're not dentists. They're not, um, they're not going to be orthodontists. They're not going to be uh, uh, plastic surgeons. They're going to be, again, glass supply companies, pharmaceutical distribution, uh, steel fabricators, you know, uh, uh, landscapers, like people that are working out in the field every day. Their main reason is that too, and, and, and candidly is I don't really want to deal with, because when you start dealing with like more people that are dealing with air conditioner every day, you you deal you start dealing with more employees, meaning there's one dentist that makes a million, and you've got like three or four you know hygienists that make seventy five thousand, and they all complain about stuff, and I don't want to hear from them. And no, mo- most of the time, those buildings are full service; they're not triple net. But um, I, I I would focus on like that style of like tenant where they're just blue collar. Two to twenty-five million, meaning they're not like a mom and pop. If they were a mom and pop, they're bringing in eight hundred thousand a year. They're they're paying seven hundred thousand a year in in expenses, and they're taking home a hundred thousand bucks, and they're just thrilled to be you know they're thrilled to be vertical. Businesses that are bringing in two to twenty million dollars a year are actual businesses. They actually earn income, meaning that. All of those tenants look at rent as a fixed cost. It's a cost of doing business. They're making $2 million a year. They're never going to fret about the cost of $3,500 or $7,000 a month of rental income. It's a cost of doing business. It's a fixed cost on their balance sheet. So they're never going to question you when you say, hey, this is the cost of doing business. No problem. We're making $4 million this year. We don't give a shit about the cost of $85,000 of rent because that's the cost of doing business versus you have a dentist or an orthodontist that says, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to get tricky. Well, the 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 last well, hang on last month, the AC, you know, Deborah turned the AC down. And that's not really fair because the next person and, and just gets so convoluted. And then you start dealing like your bandwidth starts to shrink. Like those are those full service leases are just like. I've got one and it's probably more dramatic than, than maybe everyone else's home life. I, I have no idea, but if you can stay away from full service leases and dealing with like the Debra's of like orthodontists because somebody turned the AC down or somebody turned the heat up or whatever, especially when you're the one paying for it, which is even more bonkers, stay away from it. So I don't know. Does anybody have thoughts or questions on that? I, I, yeah. 
I don't know how many questions I answered. I just I kind of went on a little tangent, but I think there was some good nuggets in what I was saying. That's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Mel, you were asking, you said, are there any questions we should be asking brokers? Andrew, with the goal of buying my first property, there we go. How many each should we have for brokers, leasing agents, and bankers? Okay. So I don't I don't know, you know, again, the quantifiable number uh, of how many brokers and agents and bankers, but man, if you can have, I mean, I would say for myself, I've got like I probably got a total of eight bankers that I send stuff to. I really only work with three of them, candidly. I, I, I've got eight guys in my in my little in my back pocket, in my in my repertoire, in the bullpen. But I really only send stuff to like three guys because I know what their appetite is. But if you can have like you know you can cast a net of eight to nine guys, you 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 never know what their appetite is because because sometimes they'll come back and say, hey. I know that you were sending this to me before, man, we, you know, we just, you know, actually we just sold a X, Y, Z. We just got a new CEO. We've got, we're way more aggressive or, Hey, we're way more conservative. Now, if you can have all of those guys kind of like in your back pocket, you're going to be in a much better position. Broker wise, I would say three guys. I've got three guys in my back pocket that I have like anytime something pops up or anytime I'm looking for something. I send kind of the same text to three guys and say, Hey, we just got another X, Y, Z cash. We're looking to deploy. I'm looking for this particular building ready, set, go. And I send it out to kind of the same three guys. And then, you know, within the week, most of the time they're not sending me great leads out of the gate, but again, they're sending me something because they want to get paid. So if you can get like three brokers that are solid. They understand what you're doing. Like, like my guy, Sam, who you guys met a couple of weeks ago, he's like my dog. He's like, he grinds and he, and he gets paid for it, you know, but like three brokers, I'd say I've got two leasing guys. One guy is a lot better. He doesn't sell real estate. He only leases real estate. So if you can have a guy, when you're having a conversation with a leasing guy and say, Hey, so tell me what you've done in the last 12 months. Like, are you, are you selling? Are you buying? No, actually I'm just, I'm just, I'm finding vacant warehouses. I'm leasing it. That's your guy. If you got a guy that's saying, well, I'm buying something. Well, I bought that. Well, we, you know, we had this guy bought it. He's not the guy for you because now he's, he's, now he's starting to mix and over into your buying guy. You want a buying guy, you want a leasing guy, and you want a banker guy. And you can have those three players in your bullpen. Those are your players that you will go into the foxhole with. So especially if they're around your age, you'll just get a you'll get along with them a little bit more just because it's like you know you can you can build your your business with them so that would be my uh answering your question andrew that that would be my advice just like having a couple having a couple brokers that are buying brokers not so much like selling guys like buying brokers having like one really solid like leasing guy where he doesn't buy he doesn't sell he just leases space and then one banker that's aggressive, he's your age, and he's like, look, I am on the loan committee and I can go to bat for you. That Those are your three main players that if you can have them in your bullpen before you know Q4 going into the end of the year to go off on 2024, those will be my main three focuses going into you know, the end of the 
second half or like the end of the year. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's yep. helpful. Very cool. All right. Anybody else have anything else? I know that, you know, we, we I, I kind of, I didn't mean to take up the whole time talking, but um, does anybody else have any other thoughts or questions uh, before we kind of get rolling and get out of here? And I'll send all this stuff here at the, you know, into our, into our school. Has, has the school been helpful? Well, I, Hope that little app has been kind of, I thought it was kind of cool just having everything in, in one location. Yeah. Well, I just had my question about like, if yeah. I know that you have the, the things that we tell them, like I'm looking for this and I'm going to do this. And da, 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 da. Do you have any specific question that you just ask them as you're meeting them right away that says, eh, we're not going to be able to be a good mesh or is there any question? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's a good question. I would say that um, not in like a derogatory way, but a guy that shows up or a gal that shows up with like, oh, I do this, I do that, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. It's, and, and they make the they make the conversation about them, meaning like if you were to say, Mel, if you would have came to me and said, hey, hey, uh, and I was a and I was a I was a broker, you say, hey, Nolan, um, I'm interested in learning more about Texas real estate and how you guys. Are. Here's kind of what I'm interested. I say, well, let me tell you kind of what we do. Let me tell you what I do. Let me tell you what I'm up to. Let me tell you what I'm doing. And they and they initially start making about them. That's a steer clear person versus if you had the same, Hey, Nolan, what are you, what are you up to? Like, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm interested in learning more about real estate. And I would, and, and I initially come back and say, well, all right, Mel, that's awesome. So tell me more of what your appetite is. They initially switch the conversation back to questions about you versus them talking about themselves and maybe some of their accomplishments. If they focus on you and what you're trying to accomplish, you know, you've got a good teammate because they're a humble person they're not out there with an ego. They're not trying to take tequila shots, which I'll probably do that sometime too. But what I'm getting at though is they're not about themselves. They're focusing on serving you as the client and the customer. So what I've discovered is I've got teammates that like to play golf, like to drink beer. But whenever I've got something and I call them, they will pick the phone up. And they're like, hey, I or, or they say, hey, I, I can't, I'll call you back. I'm doing something, but I'll call you back. Or it's, Hey, what's on your mind? Like what's going on? Like, can I, let's figure out a way to do this versus being like, Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. It's not about them. It's about you as the client and you as the customer of what you're trying to accomplish. Is that, is that, does that answer your question, Mel? From a philosophical way, anytime somebody paints the picture about themselves, turn and run because they're always going to put that per, their, themselves first and they're never going to want what's if it's, if it's comes down to you versus them, they're cutting your ass down the way. You know what I mean? Okay. All right, y'all. Well, look, seven o'clock, everyone appreciate y'all's time. What we're going to do is I think we're going to, if you guys are good with that, I'm going to start dwindling this thing down every other week. If you're good with that. Um, just so we don't have to have like these, you know, but, but of course, if you guys, something else that's on your mind, Hey, I got a building, shoot me a text and we'll just create a zoom call like that afternoon and we'll get on the call and we'll chop it up. Yeah. Perfect. Um, but, uh, all right, man, well, I'm excited for it. Thanks so much. Um, if anyone has anything else, we, we will get, um, Oh, sorry, Mel. Yeah. One more yeah. thing about the event before we roll. 
The event is on for October 5th and 6th. It's in Birmingham. I've got three spaces that we're working on. Mel's Mel's really, really working. I'm super appreciative of Mel. She is seriously, we've been going back and forth to this one hotel. It's right downtown. I've got a, I haven't told Mel this, but I've got a really cool space that I think is probably going to be the spot, but um, everybody's locked in the accountant, the attorney, the uh, contractor. They're actually, my contractor was like, I've got this whole spreadsheet on exactly how I do all this stuff. So everyone's really excited about like showing awesome. what we're doing. So um, it excites me. It excites me. And of course it's all inclusive, meaning that if you guys can get there, we, we can, you know, if Mel, if you're cool with this, like helping finding the place to stay, but it's all inclusive, meaning like you come in, the, the food, the drinks, the beers, the, the, whatever you like to drink, it's all a part of being about being here. And so, um, I'm just trying to make it as it is like experience as I possibly can. So, um, and it's all, it's all, it's, it's, I mean, you, you've, you've paid to be a part of this, but it's totally free when you come in, it's all inclusive. So I'm excited to, to really have everybody. I, I really can't wait. I'm excited. So, um, if anyone has any questions or thoughts on that, um, post something in our, in our school. And then Mel is kind of, she's been awesome by taking kind of the lead on that. And we can kind of chop it up and go from there. Yeah. Thanks Mel for doing that. Yeah, no problem. Just let me know if anybody has any input ideas or if you need help with uh, your travel or if anybody is not going to be there. So we're trying um, to get a final head count that we know who all's coming in. And if you know your travel dates as well, that might be helpful to go ahead and send. So we start to know who's coming in on what day. Um, yeah. I will send an itinerary in our, in our yeah. two days. I'll send an itinerary, what it looks like. That way everyone can get like a really good game plan. And then you can start to build out your travel schedule based on that. Yeah, I think that'll help, Nolan, is have an idea of when things start. So if you could come in by, you know, a certain time uh, and then, you know, after a certain time on Friday, you know, we can leave just to ensure that that's that'd be really helpful for booking totally. flights. I'll, I will get that. I will put that in school tomorrow, like probably by 10 o'clock tomorrow. I'll put that in our in our in our forum. You guys can see exactly the dates and the times, exactly what that's going to look like for everyone. Perfect. Sound good? All right, y'all. Well, thanks so much. We will get this thing rolling. And uh, again, anyone has questions or thoughts, everyone has my cell phone. So holler at Mel and I, and we'll, we'll go from there, all right? Excellent. All right, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. See you. Take Bye. care.